we all want to live well, do good, be happy, but we get caught up thinking that we have to be different to do it, that we have to be thinner, smarter, richer, healthier, that we have to fix something or change something about ourselves to make a positive impact in the world. I don't believe it. I believe we have all we need right now to do good and be happy. We just need to be ourselves, to go all in with our skills and talents, our energy and ideas, to be all that we are. But how do we do that in the middle of our regular routine of kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Side. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said, where we talk about practical ways. And by practical, I mean the things that even I can do. And I'm telling you what, people, if I can do them, you can do them to live well, do good, and be happy, no matter what's going on in our lives, because there's always a lot going on, right? I will tell you what, this week I had a lot going on for sure. Lots of shifts and changes. My daughter was home from school unexpectedly. That threw my work off. I had new work deadlines. Meetings were canceled. Late appointments filled in those gaps. I felt like I was in a constant state of flux. And I am not good with flux. (laughs) I'm planned. I'm predictable. I'm organized. I'm a type A personality who may or may not be just a teeny bit intense And I'm living with chronic illness. I have rheumatoid arthritis. So what I do today really impacts how I feel and operate tomorrow and the next day. So I'm always planning ahead a bit so I can manage my time and my health and and do the things I want to do, get everything done. But then the cosmic joke is that we are dynamic people living on a moving planet and living big lives so things are always shifting and changing anyhow, right? And I am telling you what, this week that was certainly the case. So I'm working this year on going with the flow, getting a little easier with change. I'm working on my mental and emotional agility. In fact, agility is my word of the year. Each year, instead of picking resolutions, I pick a word, to guide me for the year, a theme really. And this year that word is agility. Have you heard of it? It's a big term being used in business right now. And in business, agility is really about adapting to stay relevant in the marketplace. So you adapt new trends and products and approaches. Uh, You adapt to competitors who are moving into the market so that you can continue to uh, carve out your market niche. When we talk about physical agility, we're really talking about saying flexible and balance physically, being able to move quickly, staying agile on your feet, quick on your feet. But mental agility, I think, is even more essential, particularly at home or whenever we show up in relationship with other people. And when you're living a big life, that's all the time, from the checker at the grocery store to the teacher at your kid's school to your spouse, um, your business partners, right? When we are in relationship with other people, We have to be aware that things are always going to be dynamic and fluid, and that causes change. Being mentally agile is about 
adapting and adopting the mindset that will help us move and flow with changing circumstances so that we can make different decisions, respond in more appropriate ways so that we continue to move forward rather than getting stuck in the upset of changing plans. Agility means adapting our emotions, thoughts, behaviors in a way that best responds to whatever circumstances are at hand, right? So it's about responding to specific moods and people and conditions, not taking a one-size-fits-all approach to life. For me, this is really about staying open to new ideas and possibilities. Instead of seeing changes as a threat to my schedule, I try to approach them on my best days with a sense of possibility. Okay, so I no longer have this appointment, but I need to be in this spot. Maybe I'll meet someone cool or learn something I need to know or have a great time when otherwise I'd be sitting behind the desk. Over the years, I've become a lot better at doing this, uh, which is going to come to some great surprise to those who know me best, because <laughs> I'm not always the most flexible, but I'm actually really better about it. Change doesn't freak me out like it used to. I still get a little anxious, but I'm, I'm learning. And the one thing about mental agility, it's something we can get better at with practice. You know, having a child has really been a lesson in agility for me, because you know, every time I have something planned, the kid gets sick or needed a diaper change or forgets her Chromebook or snow day or whatever it is. You're constantly in a mode of adapting and responding. If we are freaking out about some change or transition that comes up, the reality is our freak out is not going to halt the world. It's not going to change circumstances. This philosophy is that if it's going to change, I might as well enjoy it. I might as well get something from it. And by being responsive, deliberately responding to a situation rather than emotionally reacting, I feel better. When I feel better, I do better. The thing to remember about emotional agility, though, is it's not coasting. It's not about being carefree, throwing your arms up and saying, whatever, anything goes. It's not about being spontaneous. About, it's about shifting. It's about making mental shifts, adapting your attitude and skills, choosing the things that will help you most in that current circumstance, and then being willing and able to adjust again when circumstances change. Listen, if your kid is being bullied, or you need to get in to see a doctor immediately, rigid thinking, black and white, one right answer kind of thinking may be the best way to deal with that situation. You know what needs to happen. You have your goal in mind. You have your eye on the prize. You're going to get that appointment. There's one way to get after it. Right? But it's our ability to shift back and forth between the mindsets, between rigid thinking and more flexible thinking that serves us best. And our ability to do that is agility. With a rigid mindset, you approach things in a single way until you get the outcome you want. With a flexible mindset, you approach things creatively. You may look at many different solutions or many different ideas. When I'm in that flexible mindset feel, I'm more curious. I'm open. I'm seeing all kinds of possibilities and I'm figuring out a way to get it done. Now, it might be the, it might not 
Now, it might not be my original plan. It might not be the, the way I had thought would work. But it's, it's that creative nature of, of flowing into a new possibility and trying it differently until I get the outcome I want. This helps me persist. Because when you're doing one thing the same way over and over and you're not getting what you want, if you can step back and, and make a change and move closer to your goal, that's more rewarding. That makes us feel like we're making progress. And that's really what this is about. And often, I think this kind of mental agility is engaging. It's when I really lose track of time. I'm usually so caught up trying to respond to a situation, I no longer have time to stress about it. I can't worry about it. I'm too evolved trying to get it done and looking at the different ways of doing that. So how do you handle change? Are you a Good at adapting to the moods and the styles and the changes of different personalities and people and situations in your life? Can you quickly figure out what would work best in the situation and deliberately choose that response, the one that helps the most? Sometimes I am. <laughs> My husband and I laugh. Uh, we laugh, but sometimes we also argue because uh, parenting. Um, and he is constantly puzzled by our teenager's response to things. What works in one moment, what supports her in one moment, what makes her laugh in one moment uh, may prompt fury and frustration from her five minutes later. And my husband, he wants a formula, a script to follow so that he can connect better with her and respond to every situation. Well, yeah, but barring the script about raising a teenager, just take a deep breath. Quickly take in all the information you can. This alone, this pause alone helps you become more responsive rather than emotionally reactive. And that means you might not need to keep as much ice cream in the house to eat your emotions away as soon as certain people go to bed. Um, scratch that. I don't even know what I'm saying. Of course, you'll need all the ice cream you can fit in your freezer. But you might not freak out as often or be as stressed if you can take that pause on the heat of the moment and look at the situation and choose a deliberate response. I remind myself of this all the time by saying, can I flex rather than freak out? Um, because it's either, because it's easier to bend rather than break apart. When I hold too tight to one way of thinking, I do feel like I'm going to break apart. I think this approach to life is more fun too, because think about it. The people who have the most fun at a party, uh, which is not me, so if I start giving party tips, you ought to turn this off immediately. I'm not a big partier. <laughs> but from what I see and hear from other people who have the most fun at a party... Are the people that have a blast are sashaying around the room, talking to different people, running into old friends, talking about different things with strangers, learning new information. They're adapting their style and approach to reconnect and engage with others. They're not the ones who hang by the wall. If we can move through the different roles of our lives by adapting our attitude and approach by being more agile, then we're capable of managing the shifts of anything that comes up. It will be easier in the world. And that's really what I'm going for. I want to be easier in the world so I can enjoy more of it. 
Researchers like University of Minnesota psychologist Wilma Kustal have studied this extensively. She's the author of several books, including The Agile Mind. And she offers some ways of practicing this kind of agility. These are three things that I'm doing right now this year, trying them out, and they might work for you too. First off, empathy. Put yourself in someone else's shoe. This is a really good reminder for me when I feel reactive or ticked off or angry, stressed. If I can step back a minute, say, okay, that guy who cut me off on the freeway, maybe, you know, his mom is in the hospital and he's trying to get that quick. Um, When the meeting changes or the dinner with a friend, Maybe when I slow down and put myself in their shoes and I realize how much they have going on and they were respectful enough to to talk to me and and change plans, then I don't feel upset about it. I can go to the next best thing. The other thing I'm working on is I'm recognizing that there are no right answers. I mean, I used to have all the right answers. I was about 22. I had it all figured out. And now I am not 22. (laughs) And... There are so many ways of accomplishing any one thing that just because something's not going my way, maybe what is happening is better anyhow. Maybe I can learn from that. Maybe it's going to be just fine. I assume it will be. That helps me to move into the flexible mode and become more agile. And finally, I think this is really important, uh, this strategy that I've been using, and it's worked really well for me. And that is to keep your purpose or your mission in mind. When we know what we are after, when our ultimate goal is to have quality time with our daughter or to hit the deadline or to get the work promotion, then it's easier to shift and let go of all the external circumstances that come into play along the way during that process, as long as they don't take us away from our goal. So ultimately, I want to have a good relationship with my daughter. Now, if she's hungry and tired, how I approach her and parent her that night is going to be different than on a night when we're all well rested and feeling great, right? That requires for a different approach. Same with work. You may be getting new projects in and out and your schedule may be fluctuating a lot and that could be highly stressful. Or if you can bend, remain flexible rather than freaking out, remain Remain flexible rather than freaking out because your ultimate mission is to finish the project, then those changes are going to be easier to deal with, right? Think about this when you're meeting your husband for a happy hour or getting together with a friend for coffee. In my case, my only goal is ever to connect with those people that I care about. I don't care what we eat. I don't care where we go. I don't care about those things. So if they have a different idea for a restaurant in mind or they rather do coffee rather than dinner, fine with me because all I care about is making that connection. Makes the other changes real easy to live with. There are a variety of ways we can look at any one situation, but by becoming more mentally agile, becoming more flexible in our mindset, change becomes easier to roll with. And that's something I'm definitely learning and experiencing right now. So now we've come to our regular segment called Simply Start. These are small actions that will lead to big, empowering results that can help us feel better, do good, be happy. And today, we're talking about how to become more mentally agile. So here's how to simply start. Take two minutes to recall or think about 
or journal about if you're if you like to write. A time when plans changed and it set you back. Maybe it hurt your feelings or you were upset or it caught you off guard or caused you stress. Maybe your baby stopped napping. It was one of our situations. Everyone said when the baby comes, no worries. She'll sleep through the day. And our baby slept 20 minutes at a time for the first year. And I don't think I've had a good night sleep since she was born. And she's 12. Right? So consider one of those moments that really knocked you back. Things didn't go like you had planned and it caught you off guard and, and felt upset and you got a divorce, you're living on your own again, you have a new boss at work, your partner brought home the wrong ingredients, so you had to adapt the recipe. Think about how you handled that moment of upset. And real quick, without thinking too much about it, in a minute, write down three other ways you could have dealt with that situation. Don't judge it, right? Don't, don't blame yourself, don't put pressure on yourself to get this right. Just write three or four other ways that you could have dealt with the same situation different than how you did. This Simply Start is just about recognizing that there are any number of ways to deal with every moment, that we can get creative with our coping methods, okay? Then try changing your approach today. So something's gonna come up today if you usually respond in a certain way when your spouse comes home after work, do it different today. Or if dinner plans change, do the opposite. And notice how it feels to change your mind, to go against the approach you normally would. We can practice becoming more flexible in our lives. How did you feel when you practiced that? Was it uncomfortable or interesting? Agility, like all of this, will get easier. Let me know what this experience was like for you. In our Simply Nifty seg segment, you might want to check out brainpickings.org. Simply Nifty is one of my favorite parts of the show where I just get to talk about things that I think are cool. And brainpickings.org is definitely cool. This is a website where Maria Popova shares excerpts and insights from literature and science and art and philosophy about living a rich and meaningful life. It's always like super smarty pants. I feel smarter when I go there and then I use that information like at, you know, dinner. And so everybody thinks I came up with it on my own, which I did not. So if you also want to be a smarty pants and you're curious about how we're, we all connect and um, learn from each other, want to think about things a new way, develop a more flexible mindset, go to brainpickings.org. It is simply nifty. Do you have an item or idea or practice or product or book or podcast that you think is simply nifty? Let me know about it. You can contact me on my blog, which is at www.imperfectspirituality.com and let me know or tweet me at P.L. Campbell. Let me know if you have something that you love and we'll share it with listeners. And that's it for today. I have posted a few more episodes so you can get to know us here. And if you like what you hear on Simply Said, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Those things, those subscriptions and comments and reviews keep us going and growing. And I really appreciate them. I also appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing it with us here on Simply Said. Now, let's go live well. Do good and be happy.
Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. 